Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Welcome to the Will Within Podcast. This is your home for shared stories of hope, perseverance, will, and inspiration. Join us today as we share another story that brings to life the underlying beat of our lives. Consider us your virtual friends. Let's get inspired. Welcome to the Will Within Podcast. I'm your host, Regina Pontus. Today, I have the wonderful opportunity to talk to a beautiful soul. Her name is Abulide Durajaye, and she's going to be talking to us about hope during this pandemic and how the spiritual awakening helps assist people throughout their journey. She's also created an actual 501c3, and it's called Dream Bank, which has its own Facebook page, so... Please feel free to sign up and join that as well. And she talks all about that journey that she's been on. So without any further ado, I'm going to have our conversation with Abulade. Welcome, Abulade. It's so nice to have you here. I'd love to hear your story. And I think you have a great story. So thanks for coming. Well, thank you for having me, Regina. And thank you to Kelly for introducing me. I agree. (laughs) Well, yes, I think uh, the story of hope is what keeps us going, isn't it? My story is very simple. It's the same story as everybody, I believe, on the face of the earth who has, uh, who is living. Everybody who lives goes through seasons. We all have our different seasons, seasons of happiness, challenges, ups and downs, and we just continue to find ways to roll with the punches. I'm married with children. Um, my, my youngest is 15 have two college students, well, one starting college this year and one going into his second year. Uh, And so obviously it's a busy household, still raising them. So all hands still on deck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
I, I, uh, I'm coming to understand, I guess, through this season that we're in, how my story is not as important as how my story affects the lives next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm understanding that in my journey, everything that I learn in my journey is supposed to teach me how to better show up for the next person. Mm-hmm. And that the, the, the less I focus on myself as a topic, the more time or the more I have to focus on other people as a topic. So if we can, if we can, let's just get back to your history a little bit about growing up, your family environment, your spiritual motivation at that time, your journey, your spiritual right. journey, that'd be great. Okay, great. So I grew up in, a, in an Anglican household. We went to Anglican church. I was in the choir. And interestingly, we went to Catholic school. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes. But Anglicans so are not too far off, to be honest with you. Right, right. We, Liturgically, not, anyway. Not too far off. But there are yeah. certain ceremonies and things that happen in the Catholic church that don't happen in the right. Anglican church. And because we went to Catholic school, we got to do all the Ash Wednesdays and Lent and all of those things mm-hmm. uh, simultaneously. So while I'm in the choir chanting, I'm also going to the grotto to go mm-hmm. pray to Mary. Yeah. Um, but my parents just raised us up to be caring people, to care for the needy. So whenever we had holidays and there were parties and birthdays, they always cooked extra because everyone was welcome. So you always had people come in just to get food and they ate what we ate and all our clothes went to the needy. So whatever wasn't your size and wasn't the size of the person coming behind you went to the needy. (laughs) The pass down down rule. Yes. John went to number 10 of the kids. You're you're wearing 20-year-old clothes. I'm number five. So there were two boys and six girls and I'm Mm -hmm. number five. So there were two boys and and two girls ahead of me and then three girls behind me. We all went to, in secondary school, I think three of us went to the same high school and then everybody else went to different high schools and some ended up in the same universities. But I came here to the United States to go to university. I'm Nigerian American. So my family lives in Lagos, Nigeria, Mm -hmm. in West Africa. Uh, They still do. So we do a lot of FaceTime and WhatsApp video calls. My father passed away in 1989. So 31 years ago this year. Um, My mother will be 80 next year. And uh, yes, and she still sends funny emojis via WhatsApp. (laughs) So she's still very active, thankfully. She has about 14 or 15 grandchildren. Yeah. And um, we have a group, a family group chat. So I'm in touch with my siblings and my friends back home. And I go back often. I was there January and February this year. Came back in March just before the lockdown. I was going to say, you really skirted right there, huh? I, I did. I did. I got back to Houston on the 8th of March after being gone for two months. And um, the lockdown was the very next week. I got back. So grateful to be on lockdown with my family because I would have been pulling out my hair right now. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I I know um, if I'm not mistaken, Africa wasn't high up at that point. Has it it gone up since? 
In oh, it's gone up cases. since then. Actually, I attended three funerals uh, very oh, soon last week. Yes, so every every day you hear about somebody oh, passing so away. So either somebody you knew very well, you were close to, or somebody's father, someone's mother, someone's brother, husband, sister, you keep hearing the news. I mean, I was attending one one service and and then some people were trying to reach me via video call and I had to reject the call only to find out that they were trying to let me know that somebody we were supposed to be meeting with, who we, we have a, a young women's mentorship program that we run uh, and the person who coordinates it for us in Nigeria passed on. And so they were trying to let me know that. So yes, it's, it's, the pandemic is real. It's, it, it's happening and people are feeling it all over. It's amazing that even in this country, in the United States, you know, we lost over 3,000 people overnight, you know, because the death toll was the, that's in, You're in the Houston area, right? Yeah, we're in Houston, Texas, and um, they've started shutting things down again because they reopened. Um, they were phasing the reopening, but then the, the rate of illness was going up. And so hospital I'm in Massachusetts. Beds yeah, I'm in Massachusetts and we were with New York. So we were in New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. We have we've had about I want to say eight thousand people die so far, which is horrifying. Yeah, it's hard. It breaks horrifying. your heart. It does. It and does. I'll tell you, between you and me as people of faith, the people who don't have faith, I my heart breaks for them. I feel for them because to be so frightened about this whole situation, not feel it. You have our Savior to lean on, our God right. to believe in and help you through this, this idea. Right, right. It's so sad. Right. Or even people who truly understand the meaning of life to lean on, you know. Uh, when you think about that, you think about um, these are thousands of families in turmoil. Fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, you know, aunts and uncles, grandparents, friends, colleagues. Yeah. I mean, it's mind-boggling. That's why I wanted to spend most of the time not talking about myself, but talking about hope. Yeah, let's because, get to that. Because I've also uh, realized and following the news found that, you know, the rate of suicide has also gone up. And these aren't just um, people who were dealing with depression before the pandemic, but people who are actually dealing with the pandemic. So we have caregivers committing suicide, doctors committing suicide. You know, when that happens, it means that someone sat down and couldn't see a way out of whatever it is they were dealing with. They had lost all hope. They couldn't figure out a way to turn the tide and they felt like the best thing to do was to just end it. It's really sad because what that also says is that they really didn't feel like there was anyone in their lives they could reach out to that could make it better. Right, that they could lean on. Yes, mm -hmm. and that breaks my heart even more. And, uh, you know, when all this started, I started to think about the fact that the pandemic had been here long before coronavirus, you know, that we need to find a way to heal the real pandemic, you know, and the real pandemic for me is the state of human hearts that we have in some way perfected the art of ingenuity where people, everything is calculated. It seems like every move is calculated game. 
you do this because you want this to happen for you. And we must begin to correct, I mean, find ways to correct that, where we're doing good just for doing good's sake, just for the sake of being good. We're caring for people just for the sake of caring for people. We're reaching out to people just for the sake of reaching out to people. That it's not a numbers game, that we're not looking for followers every day. We're not looking for likes every day. That drives me crazy. I feel my heart breaks. People always like, oh, well, you know, you're insignificant because you've only got... You know, a hundred, a thousand, whatever. Yeah, you've only got two likes. And this Mm -hmm. person has two million followers, but then he was just arrested the other day because he was was fraudulent and defrauding people of money. Right, or a sexual predator or something. Yes, and the only reason he was being followed was because he was flashy and you could see all these things that are being posted on Instagram. Well, what's the meaning of life? That's not what it's about. It's not about the likes. It's not about the followers. It's about being caring and giving and looking out for the next person. Here's the so, picture of, um, uh, I forget, I don't have it on me, but if you Google, if you people Google Jesus of the breadline, and there's a beautiful picture of these people who are in, in need and suffering and they're waiting in line for food and Jesus is right in the middle of it. And that's what we need to do. We need to be present to those people. Exactly. But it's a beautiful exactly. And, and I mean, and as I say this, you know, it, there, there are a lot of people who are doing that right now and providing food and providing necessities for people, but that's what we need to get back to. That's what we need to do more of. I agree. And so when you think about 2020, 2020, we've always known is perfect vision, right? 2020 always stands for perfect vision for us. And so the year 2020 is actually not lying to us. You know, we've waited for this year. Who knew what 2020 would be like, the year of perfect vision. But the year has come to show us perfect vision of the human race. And it's it's showing us how we've systematically messed things up and the earth is, is giving us the perfect vision of the mess that we've made over time. And we are now, as humans, required to stay indoors so that it can heal. I find fascinating that when Italy was going through all this, they showed images of Venice. And one of the things was um, the waterways, the waterways were clear. Mm-hmm. There were fish in the, in the ocean there, in, in the canals. People hadn't seen that in years. Right. So you see different areas where the environment is, like you said, literally healing. Right. It's healing. And, and, and so that, that means that when we, when we return to it, we have the power to turn things around. Like we, we are capable of a reset. Like we can start being loving to our neighbors and ourselves, mm-hmm. not even, not only in crisis, but just as a default. Like we can live to serve with our unique gifts. So whatever your gifting is, that's, that's where you need to be serving. You need to serve. It's not only about making money. It's not only about getting worldly accolades because all those people who have died had different degrees, had different awards, uh, had different accolades. None of that matters Mm -hmm. now that they're being laid to rest. What matters the most is the lives that they were able to touch for good while they were here. 
And so if we, if we all know that, then that should be our focus. And the more we can get the majority of the world to focus on hope and being the hope for others, being the light for others, I think the better this world will, will be. Amen to that. I have no more to say than amen. I agree with you. I think that this, this whole environment that we're in right now really does facilitate that we really do some introspection and yes. to look within ourselves to be able to serve outside of ourselves, to check yes. on your neighbor. Yes. To check on your neighbor, to have more compassion, mm-hmm. to be understanding, to be kind, thoughtful, resilient you know uh the fruits of the spirit come to mind you know love joy peace long suffering to be long suffering to be patient to be gentle i mean all these things are things that we we need to start cultivating you know somebody takes longer in the grocery line than you expect don't default to being uh impatient and rude and 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 short with them just be patient. You're not going to be there for two hours. Or but, even pay it forward. You know, if somebody's having a hard time with something. Yes. You know, pay, yes. the, pay, pay them for the little food bill or whatever. Exactly. Things. Be a little bit more patient. Somebody mm-hmm. wants to cut you off and travel. No rage, let, yeah. Yeah, let them. Let them cut you off and go about their way. And then you go about your way. You mm-hmm. don't have to follow them. You don't have to be angry about that. Just let it go. I mean, we find so many things to hold on to, to be angry about that we do not realize that the more that happens, the more we get distracted from what it is we should be focusing on. And we lose, we lose sight of the important things and we get drawn into this vicious cycle that we find ourselves in that is not hope. It's not hopeful. So the person who was standing beside you today was planning to go home and end their life. And there was nothing in their interaction with you that prevented them from doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard so many stories of people saying, if it wasn't for that one word, somebody said to me, I would have taken my own life or, you know what I mean? We've seen plenty of instances of that. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. We need to be open to that. We need to be open to helping and dialing with people. Right. And that through hope, we can see a better vision and that that vision helps us to purify our thoughts. Um, It helps us create action steps. And that hope actually helps direct those steps that we take because then we're moving towards something that gives us more light. And we can let our unique gifts lead us to what we hope for. So we hope for a better future, a kinder future, um, a better environment, um, better relationships. And we work toward that because that's what we hope for. While I'm talking about hope, it also means that we have to encourage those who are in despair right now. You know, maybe we haven't lost anyone directly, but then there are people who have lost someone. There are people, we all have lost something during this uh, season. But there are people who have lost things that are irreplaceable, you know, and we we have to remind them not to despair, not to lose hope, you know, to hold on that as long as they they have breath in their bodies, as long as they have life, that there is a way and that we use these very lives that we have in service to others and always be 
a place of hope giving, for them. Yep, being giving to a person, being present. Right. Because being sometimes present. all you just need to do is be able to listen. Right. Not, not always doing, but just being present, being there. I know, I know the social distancing and mask wearing and some of that stuff makes it hard sometimes, but just to, for people to know that you're present and, and you're willing to walk the journey with them says, yeah. says everything. So how are you dealing with this in terms of the social distancing and the church and getting your own spiritual fulfillment to live out what you're talking about, about giving other people hope? It's kind of hard right now where people are not really able to go to church to get right. re-energized. Right. And so some, like today, I already sent somebody an uplifting song. Oh, it's a great idea. So whenever someone comes to mind, you know, I know I can't go and visit with them. I know I can't see them. It's not all the time that you feel like actually getting on the phone and talking to somebody. But if that person crosses my mind, I send them a message, something to lift their spirits. I'm thinking about you. I hope you're staying safe. I care about you. Send them a song, send, send, send a quote you know, something that's uplifting. Like Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Um, I believe that's John six thirty-five. And then I, I do some reading. I watch movies with my family, talk to my children, talk to my husband. We play games. Um, and then sometimes we just sit still in individual corners of the house and do our own thing. I know there are a lot of people now creating little, like you said, little corners of the house that they call pristinias, where they have a little prayer environment so they can just reflect, meditate, rejuvenate, and then go out there and be present to people. Yes, that has always been my, my closet. So my closet <laughs> has a fold, my closet That's has great. a foldable chair in there. Um, that is the that is my prayer closet. So when I go in there, I unfold the chair, I go in with a book sometimes and just sit and read. Um, but when, when, when my kids or my husband are looking for me and it's not an emergency and they see the light on in my closet, they know to just yeah. leave me be. It's like being in a radio studio on air. You know what I mean? Yes. My mother would pray all the time and when you go to interrupt the shit, hold up her rosary beads. And so you oh. know, like, okay, I can't talk to her right now. I'm busy, you know, and that's right. that, just that one thing. And you were like, okay, I, I won't bug you. I'm sorry. I, sorry, Mary. Sorry, Jesus. I'd be apologizing. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> yeah. you. So tell me, are you doing any writing right now? Or do you have a blog that you're interested in telling us about? Because I know you have a lot of uh, spiritual awareness and I was wondering, because you do a beautiful job in expressing yourself, do you have any of those vehicles that you do right now, a Facebook page, anything like that? Okay, so I do have a Facebook page. Um, I have a nonprofit called Dream Bank. Oh. Uh, it, it's a workshop that I, that I give uh, once a month uh, to help people develop their God-given dreams. Uh, so we help them identify what we call bankable dreams. So those dreams are... Uh, dreams that help you help others. How long have you had that? Tell me about that. Uh, since 2016. So gave birth to Dream Bank in 2016. And I actually uh, 
Kelly was my first dream banker. And we would, really? Yes, yes. We would, <laughs> we would meet at the library every Saturday and just work on individual projects. And um, then I started the workshops and would invite people. So Derek's, Derek's education program is his dream bank project. I was literally just going to say you, that would be a great course that they can give so people can focus on themselves because there are other, uh, other elements of the more curriculum that focus on different things about building awareness of uh, business but also you need to have the spiritual development for a person as well especially in those um age groups is right. was talking about ninth grade through 12th grade and then some college as well right so it's yes. perfect time yeah yeah oh, it's beautiful but then what it does is it helps people create action steps to those dreams and then connects them with resources it could be people in consulting who can assist them in expanding the dream mm -hmm. and showing them different aspects of the dream that they can expand now i'm also a project management professional and i i i um an expert in strategy and business development so i can also help them with those skills and helping to develop those to actually develop those dreams. But the point of the dreams that they're working on is that they help others. So they focus on an area where they have passion and they use that, their passion and their skills and their gifts to help others, to help other people live better lives. Have you created that as a 501c3? Yes, yes. It's a oh, 501c3. It's, it's, uh, it's, here and in Nigeria. Does it have a website specifically geared for it? Oh, it, has a, it has a Facebook page. And because what, what I really want to drive is actually getting people to do the work, mm -hmm. to do their work, to bring their dreams to fruition and get going. What's the address? Is it just it's, the name? It's Dream Bank. That's it. Put in Dream Bank and they'll come right to you. This is exciting. Yeah. Yes. That's wonderful. I, I yes. really believe that we are here to service and help other people along their journey. Because so many people that have dark, like you, I don't know if you ever heard this phrase, the dark night of the soul. It's a lot of yes. people that are going through that journey right now. A, a lot of people. We can be there are a lot of people. Yes. And, and I, I, oh, I'm stressing it. I want them to know, to not lose hope, to not be discouraged, to not despair. It, I know it's tough. I know, I know you might be hurting, but just know that there's light at the end of the tunnel and you can reach out. It, you, you can't talk to everybody, but you can actually talk to some people. And there's some people who are willing to listen to everything that you have to say, who are present and who just want to be there with your being. They yes. just want to be there with and for your being, present to them. Well, I am so excited that I had the opportunity to talk to you today. You're giving some wonderful insights and some motivating words, words of encouragement that people need at this time. So I can't thank you enough, a blue day, for being here. This is oh, great. Thank you. thank you so much. You were so, you were so inspirational. Oh, thank I appreciate you for that. Me, Regina. I all appreciate right. you. And thank you for all the work that you're doing to bring people's stories oh, out. Well, thank you. God bless you. God bless you too. Bye for now. Many thanks again to Abula Day for taking the time to talk to us. I love her dream bank. You know, the nonprofit that she talked about with their mission statement is to bring God-given dreams into reality. 
and they really do work with participants to identify bankable dreams, to create action items, and to connect with resources. I think that is spectacular. And I hope you avail yourself of those resources as well. So many thanks again to her. And if you're interested in telling us your story, please feel free to email me at the willwithinpodcast at gmail.com. Again, willwithinpodcast at gmail.com. I will promise to get back to you and we'll schedule a time for you to, to sit down and chat with us. So thanks again for taking the time to listen to the wonderful, inspiring stories that our different guests have been saying. And until next week, my virtual family, be blessed. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic themed coffees available at www dot grimbeancoffee.com forward slash redboxmedia experience coffee like never before